0: Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Star Wars Sessions podcast. part that he loves a good Star Wars session.
1: Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is
0: the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins.
1: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon. He's the greatest and most handsome Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. It's Master Bly Walker, Luke Bly himself. How are you, sir? Oi, oi,
0: Savaloy. Yes, matey, I am. I'm all right i'm all right it's been yeah. it's been a bit crazy since i've last spoken to you yes. Matty boy um but yeah it's been good it's been good i had a nice weekend i had some sushi tonight for dinner which is nice. just like when, when you're having sushi with din dins mm, that's always feel good that's always a touch isn't it that's always oh, a touch. i'm a big fan
1: of prop i know
0: yeah proper sushi i'm a big fan of that stuff it's the real deal well we went to the i don't know if this quite qualifies for it although i really like it it's the um sushi counter at waitrose it I is, know. yep it yep. is absolute fire man They make it, it is, all there it looks fresh as anything it's pretty good it's pretty good um yeah mate dude how are you you good uh yes
1: my friend had a nice weekend with the family i had the padawan for the weekend for the first time in what seems like forever so that was lovely uh so we um i managed to get myself beaten up mercilessly by my five-year-old all in as, the name as, of as fun is, and the is the this, this, is, this is the way this is the way this is the way but uh yeah other than that my friend uh not an awful lot to report back on feeling good ready to uh roll off tonight's episode but i wouldn't be ready if i didn't know how
0: you are anything you want to tell us my friend dude so there we were well we knew <laughs> listen we knew it, it was basically like before recording last week I talked to you about look, man. Like Star Wars Celebration tickets, they're coming back out. This was all last week. Yeah, we're like, look, what? How, how do we feel about going? And I was, I was, I was just honest. I was like, look, for the original date for the 2020 date, I was, like, I had this massive plan. Me and the misses, we're going to go to Celebration, go to Disneyland, LA. We were then going to like, like, explore LA. I've been, I've been to California a few times. Yes. I've am fortunate enough to have explored it. My missus hasn't. And I was going to take her to see my friends, where they live. We're going to drive up to San Francisco, do all this cool stuff. And everyone knows what happened. It was cancelled. And I'll be honest, when they announced the new tickets, I was like, I don't know if I I can be bothered. I don't know if I can be bothered to plan a trip like that because it feels like an awful waste to just go out there for celebration, rush the Disney thing, and just rush the whole plan again. And I I started to feel a little bit anxious about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no, this just, it's already, like, feels daunting. Matty boy, we found a bargain to replace it. And to me, this feels like the right thing to do. We found, there we go. We're going to Clacton. Yeah, boy. (laughs) <laughs> well, i'd go happily no that's fine fa- fa- found a deal to disney world florida instead so we're going there next month it's kind of a last minute thing and so where else you well, go my, in there i may i may i will it's really weird so i'm going galaxy's edge yes yes i'm excited for you mate uh, it's it's surreal it's real. This is like, this is, and I don't really, I don't really like use this term often, but like, this is kind of a bucket list thing. And it's like, when this is done, and it's it's considerably cheaper than going to LA and doing like the <laughs> yeah. California trip anyway. And we, we got still, we got, we, you know, we got really, really good deal. And um, yeah, I, I was like, man, so what, once that's done, I feel like we could do the California time in, in, in the future and do it properly. <laughs> as opposed to like russian now hopefully mate, boy you and i get to go to celebration next year but we're going to be covering it remotely aren't we anyway mate
1: either way we'll be covering celebration um we we haven't quite worked out how we're going to do it yet but it also depends on what celebration throws at us we might be covering nothing if there's nothing there to report Um, and in in terms of uh (laughs) lukey boy's vacay he's already he's already told him he says look I'm going to be recording a bit I'm, I'm on my phone out. I'm going to be recording a bit of GE Galaxy's Edge for the session. So you know, grab, grab a blue milk and let me get on with this. But uh, no, uh, we hope to see some cool stuff from Galaxy's Edge. I'm very happy for you. I can't wait to see what, you've, uh, what you're have going to come back with. I can't wait to go there myself one day, but I'll happily live uh, through you. I'll experience it through you for the first time,
0: my friend. I'm gonna get you the most random thing back. <laughs> I'm gonna like just, oh, just the yeah. most obscure thing. And we'll be like, yes, Matt's getting that. And yeah. if I see a kid, if they're like, Oh, we're running, low on, we're running low on blue milk and I, I and I see a like, little kid like, Yeah, can I please have the last blue milk, please? I'm gonna flip in, slap that kid right round the face <laughs> and we're <be> like, No, <laughs> I've come here all the way from Essex, England. Give me the blue milk. Mate. that's what we'll be like. I'm going, to take a, I'm going to take a steak bake from Greg's out there. I'm going, to be like, I'm going to go into the place where they cook stuff. I forgot what that is. Um, ogre, the, no, not ogres. Not ogres. Um, the other one. Uh, there's, yeah, there's like docking something, bay docking, something in 94 or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I'm going to get that bad boy, get the steak bake, put it under the uh, pod racer engine, heat That's it up, really? throw it at someone's face, <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to splash all the gravy, all the gray there. It's going to go all over their face, and they're going to go down. Going to be fold. like oh, it's oh.
1: syndrome. So, yeah. um, you're looking forward to Galaxy's Edge, then? I'm a little bit, mate. <laughs> mate, I'm looking Slightly. forward to it for you. No, it's going to be Thanks, filled. Ma'am. So, uh, Thanks. no, it's going to be great. Well earned rest after after a long time of where well, it's been a bit naff recently uh, for everybody in the world. But uh, a nice Galaxy's Edge trip, will sort of that. And I'm looking forward to living vicariously through you as well. So, there's some news from Sessions HQ. However. That's not the only news we've got from the galaxy. No, 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 because I can hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi in the background, which we know can only mean one thing, Master Blywalker. Mayboy, Mayboy it must mean
0: it's a galactic news round. Speaking on the Happy Sad Confused podcast, Samuel L. Jackson stated that he wants to return to Star Wars with his own Mace Windu spin-off.
1: According to rumours, Lost, Prometheus and Star Trek Into Darkness co-writer Damon Lindelof may be working on a Star Wars
0: movie for Lucasfilm. Quantic Dream have denied claims that Star Wars Eclipse has been delayed, stating that they never announced or promised a launch window for the title. And Great
1: Scott... Christopher Lloyd has been cast in The Mandalorian Season 3, according to The Hollywood Reporter.
0: Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast.
1: Being able to talk Star Wars week in, week out, it's always a good feeling. Chatting with Luke, conversing with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, it's great. It's like that feeling of 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 easy money, baby. But tonight, that feeling is going to be amplified to a feeling greater than the Force itself. Tonight, it's going to feel a little bit like greasy money, baby. Because <laughs> we're joined by the man behind the Lateran pilot, chef, gambler, sodium, loving legend, Grease Dritus. From Jedi Fallen Order. Welcome to Daniel Roebuck, sir. How on earth are you?
2: Oh, it's so good to be here. I'm starting with my Grease voice. Hey, hey, everybody, <laughs> get get on the menace. Let's go. We gotta go. <laughs> yes. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to go. It's, it's, it's as bad as a scad steak on a Saturday night. Um, <laughs> hello, everybody. I, oddly, it sounds just like me, doesn't it? So it's not. Very-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can it's tell a little is- bit. I can tell a little bit. Are there ever it's moments where? You, are there ever moments where you're like, "Oh, that's grease coming out there," you know, oh, well, in like, everyday this is a, life? This
2: is, this is an actor's dilemma. <coughs> I'm not <laughs> afraid of grease coming out now. I'm afraid of when I has Alzheimer's, and I say to my <laughs> wife, "Honey, honey, we got to get in the spaceship. This planet's gonna <laughs> explode." I don't think the Wookiees can hold them back. Like but that's get, I, I agree that with, with every character I've played. You know, like I wake up one day and I say, Honey, we gotta get to the set i the host of the tonight show. You know <laughs> Jay Leno Jay Leno and anyway, so these are actor dilemmas. Uh no, I never actually you the only thing you do, you guys are a little younger, is at some point you're gonna be saying something to your kids and you're gonna go, Oh shoot. Because you're going to realize that you're your
0: father. Yeah. Yeah. It's already happening. It's yeah. already happening to me. I'm like, oh, my word. I sounded just like my mum just then. I sounded just like my dad just then. That was my granddad. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's just a little shake, like a little face shake from my wife. Like, what What are you turning into? As <laughs> like, I, I'm like it. I'm yeah. okay with it. I want to be an old man in my 20s. That's fine. That's well, fine. I mean you I mean you kind of are because you're talking about something that was invented
2: literally three decades, four decades before you were even born.
0: Well, well we, you know, listen, listen, we were we were talking last week about how um Lucasfilm were coming out and saying, Yeah, we're gonna be celebrating the twentieth anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And that was just my heart just yeah. sank, and I went, What? I oh, don't know. What? You know uh, now, so yeah. When the original trilogy guys of play Attack it, Attack
2: of the Clones means forty second thir- anniversary. I think I'm a bit of a nerd. Forty second anniversary of Star Wars. Of um, you know, although it's funny, I'm not so good. Yeah, I, I, in like I couldn't tell you, like you know, what is the first one, New Hope? What is the first one? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. New Hope. We just called it Star Wars. Second That's one. Right. What second one? Empire Strikes so Back. If the first hmm. one's New Hope, the second one's Empire Strikes Back. Yep Yes. Third
0: one Return of the Jedi. So
2: they they get to be only the first one has a different name. The other two get to be their name. And then when we get to the fourth one, it's called The Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. So why does why is the first one called New Hope and not just Star Wars?
0: I went on. back to They had to rename it, right? Because it became a massive franchise. So I think a few people got like it it was better for marketing. I think from a certain point of view. But there are purists. There are people that go, "No, it's just Star Wars. It's still Um, Star Wars." But for me, I I, and for Matty Boy, like we grew up obviously with like the '90s and the re-release of the special editions and the prequel era. So for us. It's like, it's a given that it's, oh, Star Wars and New Hope. Like, we don't know anything different, That it's like, no, that's I understand. episode five. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. But da- Daniel, Daniel, how, how deep does your love for, and I'm, I'm going to include like pop culture in general, just because you've said a few things before we went live <laughs> on air, but what is, how is, yeah, there we go. <laughs> but for the people listening, uh, Daniel is just like, got a few toys go explain explain to us daniel your love for pop culture your love for star wars where's it come so, from
2: yeah like i mean now look you guys you you come you're you're in you know you're in the great britain man you're you're like the greatest actors uh you know olivier you know he's a he's an you know alec guinness of course yeah. these are actors you know they were they began in the theatre. And they did Henry 4, yeah. and then they did Henry 5, and then they talk about, the, you know, my Hamlet as opposed to Gilgood's Hamlet. See, I just wanted to be on TV uh, and in mm. movie. And I, I, I began in the theater because that's where you begin. I was smart enough to know if I learned how to do that, I could do anything. But... But I'm not, you know, the actor's actor. I'm kind of the everyman actor. I'm the working class actor. I do this because I love it. So, you know, w- what we were just talking about, how how Star Wars New Hope for you is kind of like us looking back at, you know, I mean, l- literally, you're, you look at Star Wars New Hope like we look at Citizen Kane when I was your yeah. age. You know what I mean? Yeah meaning yeah. that it's from another time and it's this other thing. But for me, 1977, I got bad news for you guys. That movie was made for me. He was like, what a 13-year-olds like? Go, get Danny Roebuck. We'll give him a movie that he likes and nobody else gets why he likes it. And then everybody liked it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, so now you now you won't admit you're like me. This is my before thing. before you made fun of me, but now you go to Star Wars seven times like I do so um <laughs> star wars was made for me and and my brother john you know a lot of people had great happiness when i joined the franchise my brother john and i had kind of a quiet moment where we just regarded the idea that in 1977 we sat in that store that theater the boyd theater which they just tore down last week no we sat in the boyd theater and mm. I'm, I'm in that same – I'm not just in Star Wars. I'm in that storyline. Like, you know what I mean? I'm in, yeah. the, I'm in the Skywalker – That must be surreal. Oh. Surreal. Ridiculous. Now, by the way, it's not the first time it's happened. It's certainly not the last. I'm Grandpa Munster now if I even – Yes. If you could even get your head around the fact that when I was a 12-year-old boy, I was a clown in a circus and I was a funny vampire and I was named the Count – and now in Rob Zombie's movie, I'm a funny vampire, and I'm named the Count because <laughs> so in this right. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You know, maybe you say, "What are the chances a guy loves Star Wars and ends up in Star Wars?" And the answer is a hundred percent if you're me. Um, but mm. uh, you know, I've, I've certainly have worked toward being the guy people would call. So it is nice that they still make Star Wars product, and that I got to be in it.
1: Yeah, they certainly make Star Wars products still. There's there's no uh, shortage of that coming out. But so with with uh, everyone's or well, my favorite Laterrant Grease Grease Greestratus. How did you you know how, what was the processing getting that gig? Did you contact them? Did they contact you? Oh, based no, on it's, your it's, huge it's, body of work. Oh thank you. Well,
2: um, I had worked with the director before, but I, yeah. I had uh, Tom Keegan as our is our uh, performance director. Uh, these things have many directors, but uh, Tom is, the, is the, the genius final step in the process, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I went to an audition for a video game, and uh, I was saying, I don't know what it is with you Templar Knights. I don't know why, why you act like this. But I'm trying to understand. And and I auditioned, and clearly they liked what I did. And and then Tom said, Dan, instead of saying Templar Knights, say Jedi. And that was the
1: moment. Then it hit you.
2: Well, and I think, you know, I think they're ingenious. Well, in the first place, everything's cloaked in silence, right? In the second place, I don't know. I mean, Tom knew me a little. Maybe he knew that if I knew it was Star Wars, I'd screw it up. You know, I I I definitely screw it up. But that's when I knew, and I remember I remember that kind of you know, caught you know, caught deer caught in the headlights. Um, But uh, but what's interesting is, can I talk about this kind of thing um, about how how I would say God is good, and you know. There's always this thing that I get to do. I kind of have um, a sixth sense on these things. So now look, when you read the character, to me, he was a great character. He was just like Ernie Borgnine because he was that uh, guy yes. who's in the – he's not – he's the guy who's got the heart of gold and he's trying to help these two. Like it's Ernie Borgnine in many movies.
1: From like Marty, is it so, flying the Phoenix? Is yeah, uh, that's um, the one. Yeah,
2: yeah, you know who the Neptune Factor. I mean, yeah, you know the Poseidon Adventure. So I kind of, I always work art typically, but I kind of knew it was Ernie Borgnine. And uh, when I got cast, uh, you know, then it was like, how do you make Ernie Borgnine and and Joe Pesci live in the same uh, yes. body? Uh, yes, and yes. Uh, and then what was really weird is after the fact when one of those books came out because right initially uh, the comment was they were thinking of John C. Riley, but mm-hmm. I, I that's what that's what they were. I never thought of John C. Riley. Obviously, yeah. why would I? I'm an actor of his age. I don't think of him. I think of me. But mm-hmm. the writer said that th- <laughs> they were channeling Ernie Borgnine when they wrote it. So I walked in doing Ernie Borgnine essentially, and then ended up because because I kind of leapfrogged over everybody else because there was <laughs> in some great in some great gift to me. I completely understood who the guy was supposed to be.
1: typically That's when you know it's that's when you know it's it's meant to be. Because I was I was going to say how much of yourself did you bring to the role, but obviously with Ernie Borgnine, the inspiration, and for anyone out there who hasn't who isn't aware of Ernie bohr just just YouTube some of the the some of his performances yeah, and you'll an get Oscar an wing. essence it's he's, yeah, yeah. um, he's a fabulous actor and you'll get this kind of the energy that he exudes is obviously within Grease and was this your first mocap performance then no
2: we had done uh for Tom Keegan I did uh Dead Rising three, I played uh, Gary.
1: Uh, people watched a few that. years before,
2: yeah. And Gary, by the way, you know he's, he doesn't look like me, but he's a big guy. I am a tall mm. guy, a little mm. little round sometimes, so <laughs> I, my body could embody Gary. Embodying when we did the very first rehearsals, or, or Thursday, Friday, I worried about it all weekend, and and I I kept thinking, Pesci is Peshi's the key that unlocks the lock, Pesci. so. I finally got this epiphany that Pesci isn't a little guy living in a big world. He's the biggest guy in every room. Yeah, Uh, That's how he approaches it. So I was kind of trying to make myself small. And then I, the epiphany was, and I called Tom and I said, I think I have this. He goes, Oh my gosh, I'm thinking the exact same thing. Pesci, Pesci doesn't act like a small person. He acts like a big person. He acts like a person much bigger than he really is. So, so that was kind of, boom, then it was, then we had it. We really had it. Joe Pesci, Ernie Borgnine's heart, Joe Pesci's kind of stature and and maybe personality a little, really. Mm. But, but you got to give credit to the writers, the creators of the game, and to Tom Keegan, who, uh, and I would also say to Cameron and Deborah, all the actors yeah, we worked with on the show were
0: superb actors. Hmm. That's amazing. And I, I, I love that you've already mentioned family in this, Daniel, but how did other friends and family react to you being part of Star Wars? Because when, when you think about how big Star Wars is in the US, in the UK and a lot of the English speaking world, Star Wars just is, it's number one and it's a big deal. Like if I told my brother that I, I I I think it'd die. It would just malfunction. It would error (laughs) error. 404 does not compute. Like how, how, yeah? how, how, how did people react to that?
2: Well, you know, uh, so my brother's my brother, my wife, Tammy, uh, you know, in her office, she's, she's my producer and and editor on, on the things we do. Her office has, uh, uh, the star Wars posters in it. Uh, and, uh, she loves, you know. She's younger than me, and she she got them, I guess, in the re-releases. Uh, but she loves Star Wars, and so it's it's kind of crazy to have have the you know the people closest to you love what you're doing. Uh, in a previous marriage, I don't think that wife would have really cared about it one way or another. And in fact, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, you know, my my former wife is a just a fun a fun. A fun factoid. She's uh, my my kids tell me she's dating a new guy, you know, and that's all right, you know. We're we're all grown ups, but and he's a pilot. And I know my wife well enough to know <laughs> that you know she thinks I am just an actor, and I knew she'd think, but he's a pilot, you know. Yeah. So I, I go, um, we're we're visiting my daughter at work, and we we're all very friendly, and I say, uh, hey, here you got a new boyfriend, and she goes, uh huh. I go, what what's he do? She goes, he's a pilot just like I knew <laughs> she would. And I said, oh, yeah, really? What, what, is, what does he fly? And, you know, she goes, he flies airplanes. No. I said, I said, oh, oh, that's interesting because, you know, your former husband flies a spaceship in Star <laughs> yeah. Wars. No. The Mantis. Yes. <laughs> like, How's that going one? Yeah. You can date whoever you want to date, but but the new wife has the guy in Star Wars, and you do
1: yeah. <laughs> You can keep your 747. I'll yeah. take the Stinger XL yeah. Mantis. It's a great ship, not built for close combat. Great pilot, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you How funny. Dude, honestly, I, I, I've said on air many times, the listeners will know that I've fallen orders the story of the game. And the game itself is great. But the story, I really connected with the family. So that would be the character of Grease, um, Seer, Cal, Marion and everybody, and even even the villains in the game, I really connected with that. But I really connected with the character of Grease because he is that kind of, he is that almost like archetypal Star Wars character. He's the, he's the, he's not the bad guy, but he's the kind of like he's rough around the edges, but he's you know underneath that he's got a heart of gold really. And there's yeah. a few moments yeah. where that kind of plays out. I've got a few moments of Grease which I really enjoy, but obviously haven't been on set and acting out those scenes. Did you have a favorite sequence that's in the game or one that maybe isn't that you can remember uh, as yeah. that's the one? I,
2: I think this scene um, you know uh, I think the this the the last scene, like when we were when we were shooting that I thought I thought, wow, not only is this a great last scene, but this is a great Star Wars last scene. It's setting us up for something more. Yeah. Um so I like that, but you know the scene where I kind of confess to Cal uh, mm. about my ineptitude and and I'm, I'm and I'm trying to get him and and her to not be mad at each other. Uh, he and Cal and Seer. I think it was first very well written, and then uh, and then they did a, a rewrite pass on it, and we made it simpler and shorter, smaller. That was actually the scene that I was auditioning with. That was one of the few scenes I auditioned with. Um, and, um, you know, I uh, I like that. And I like the authenticity. And, in fact, I think mm. I actually put that scene on my acting reel. Because nice. even though it's – I think it's a really solid performance, his and mine. But you got to have give, – to give a good performance, you have to have another actor who's working – uh, you know yeah, who's bringing it you can't it, it, you you can't you know act against a wall and have nothing come back so for f- performance to really have an impact that it
1: requires a listener and a speaker mm. you know
0: that's a great answer i think that's my answer, favorite
1: eh? yeah the kind of when he apologizes to Cal, i think that's a great yeah.
0: scene and yeah. i want to echo as well the point matty boy made about fallen order like this game is adored you know and for for a lot of people i think the star wars video game space felt a bit stale you know with the new kind of generation of star wars compared to the 2000s where they were almost pumping out a star wars game every week and i l- listen i don't think that's necessarily a good thing yeah. but i think fallen order was just it, it just was like no nah, this is it man this is it. Playing through that game for Matty boy. Like, do you remember that time where we had Mandalorian season one, The Rise of Skywalker, Fallen Order, all at the same time? It all well, came yeah, out. They announced that they came. They all came out within a month of each other. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was huge. They called it Triple Force Friday, I think, to celebrate Just, that, didn't the, they? Yeah, the merch for it, anyway. But I was yeah, surprised.
2: Go on. I was surprised when they when they announced Fallen Order two. Uh, they announced it, like, not with a bang, but a whimper. Like, I think it was like, oh, we're making three games, and one of them's Fallen Order 2. And I thought, doesn't it Doesn't it? – shouldn't it be celebrated at a bigger level? Now, I'm not – you guys – look, I'm 59, you know, like, uh, expecting me to understand young. the video game space would be like expecting Alec Guinness, you know. To understand Star 20, Wars. In 1976. <laughs> and Alex is, Alec is like – uh, you know, George is like, you know, like in Buck Rogers, you know, and uh Clash Gordon, you know, they hand a the thing and you know, Guinness was like, Darling, don't don't worry about that. Don't don't George, what are these sticks, George. Yeah, I'll just George, I'll just do what I do and you do what you do and <laughs> yeah. it'll all be fine. He's this Harrison chap. Uh, yeah, this and this Harrison chap he's he talks a lot.
0: <laughs> That's it. uh brash. but you
2: know, but the in the video game space, like, I've watched people play Fallen Order because I, <laughs> I don't know how to play a video game. But uh, I You're have... You're in it, it's okay. I'm in it, so it's okay. That's good to hear. But, um, you know, I look at it as, like, more of a movie experience than a video experience. But, but like, didn't they do a good job, from what everybody tells me, with making the gameplay, like, legit cool?
0: Uh, yes. And
2: giving giving the player an opportunity to really dig into a good game.
0: Oh, it it was brilliant from, from, from the moment you'd start playing it. It was brilliant. And people, people just gravitate to it. It does have, I think just kind of an iconic role in star Wars, in the mythology, because star Wars is one of those things that people read. uh, They read the comics They read the books, they watch the films, they watch the TV shows, the cartoon shows, the games. And we, (laughs) it's a unique, it's a unique uh, franchise because that is all canon. It all counts. It's not like, oh, that's what happens in the comics, that's what happens in the films. No, it's It's all all one story, it's all real. Now, you said a word that's really interesting, Daniel, a second ago about celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a question for you because there sure. are rumors going around in fact one of these rumors dropped online only a few hours ago yeah. that there may be a Jedi fallen order 2 that's kind of what we're calling it at the moment it'll probably have a different title but Jedi no, they, fallen they, order they 2 they there's going to be 2 months ago go ahead pe- that- people were saying people were saying there's going to be a trailer for it maybe oh. At Star Wars Celebration, the Star Wars convention oh. over in Los Angeles in late May. Can you, do you know anything about
2: that? that would, well, let's just say that would surprise me. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we live in this N- NDA world with everything, you know. Uh, I mean, I know they announced Jedi Fallen Order. If there's a trailer, I hope I'm in it uh mm, so do i yeah so do so does my accountant uh <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean yeah, got, when, when, when they killed me in, in, in lost people said were was everyone upset i said no one was more upset than my accountant
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear that um the if what well, i mean you've got they've got the they've got your performance captured down I mean, they could, uh, whether or not, I don't know the ins and outs of whether they'd need everyone to come back to do that. So well, I mean, I'm, I'm mean i guessing it would just be voice acting they'd need. I say just, I mean that in the best sense, of course, but no, I'm assuming no, they'd they need they, you in the booth to record did, new lines.
2: If they did Jedi Fallen Order too, uh I I mean, and Grease was in it, the only way to really do it is to, to performance capture.
1: Uh, mm-hmm, so you and, can get the emotion from the performance.
2: Yeah, yeah that would yeah. be the only way to really, uh, I mean, that's how well, you do it.
1: What do you think, I mean, from, as, as to, to me, to me, you're What do you think his story is next? Cause at the end of the game, you know, they, they, they do what they need to do and Grease stays on. And he's like, come on, you know, I'll take you where you need to go. What
2: do you think oh, Grease yeah, does next? I, you know, it's a, I'm honestly, uh, uh, it's a great question, but one that as he, I'm only, we have to remember our place. So I'm only the actor, right? Uh, I, I write, produce, and direct my own things, but yeah. when I'm hired to be in the other thing, I serve, I serve them. So it's I, you know, where would I love to see Grease be? I'd love to see mm-hmm. a couple of these, and then it's like the Grease spinoff. You know, Yeah. like you know, Boba Fett can have mm. a show. He f- he flew around in a he flew around in a in a in a iron. <laughs> like you know, if he can have a show, Grease can have his own show. I th- I think Grease should end up with a talk show. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. Yeah. A Grease talk show where he interviewed like live action people, but he was like, All right, hold on, I gotta flip a steak while we're talking. So <laughs> I-, I don't I don't know where it would go. Uh I mean Grease isn't a Jedi, but he mm-hmm. is, you know, he is part of the family. Uh you know, a... yeah. So I, I don't know. I uh, very, uh, it's you know, you do these things being actors, were nomads, you know, and it's just so much better than being a voiceover actor because you never ever meet the other people when you're a mm-hmm. voiceover character. Rarely, well, not never ever, but let's say rarely. But you know, we spent a, a long time doing Jedi Fallen Order, we really got to know each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and, and can I talk about Cameron a little? May I? Yeah, of course. So you you mentioned, Luke, a word canon. I I don't know that there's a guy smarter that I've worked with when it comes to canonical, like, understanding of where we are, what we are, what we're doing. He was always uh, on top of that because he was a video game player, a number one, and B number two, he's an extraordinarily good, uh, uh, actor. Yes, he is. Now, and there's, there are, uh, Lucas folks there constantly, you know, there's not, you don't work without a Lucas representative.
1: <laughs> Over your shoulder. Right. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: But they're, but they're, they're there to, they're, I love that they're there because I love this like you guys. So they don't want someone spinning something in there, uh, that, that doesn't belong in there Sure, you know?
1: mm-hmm. reassurance yeah
2: yeah i uh, and uh on the movies you know like i thought there was a little like weird spinning in solo that was uh they were they were there was a little wokeness in solo to me that i thought does this really need to be in star wars because isn't it a long time ago in a galaxy far far away let's assume that they they figured out some of these issues before we did. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that they're there because, you know, um, geez, I don't think, I don't think this is wrong to say. Uh, I know it's not wrong to say, cause it really did. This does happen, but you know, you, you had live while you're working, you know, you'd think that, There's like a biblical, like there's a, this is a Bible. No, you're still creating a product and, and you're the actor creating the product. So you might have a better way of saying something in the character that you, you don't, it's, I'm not just writing it. I'm living it. I'm moving in it and I'm talking in it. And sometimes, you know, I've got to adjust my footsteps because I'm four foot tall and they're six foot tall and I might need a little more time to cover a space. So I might need another two or three words. So instead of saying, can I say two or three words, you add two or three words Mm as you're walking and, uh, and you hope that they say, yeah, that's good. I can't remember uh, if greasy money, I think was written, but I know there's one or two other ad libs in the thing uh, that I kind of came up with, and I was very pleased. I remember driving home and calling my friends and saying, I just ad lived in Star Wars, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you got to imagine when they were making Star Wars, they were ad living in Star Wars. You know what Not I mean? For sure, back
1: in the day, yeah.
2: Yeah. Something happened, and George Lucas said, oh, yeah, say that. You know, that's what <laughs> yeah, you do yeah. if you're a good director. You listen to your actors, and you go, say that, say that.
1: Yeah greasy money baby has become a it's become a
0: quote hasn't it luke yes it's it's I, I want it on a t-shirt to be honest well god it's so funny you say that tammy <laughs> oh yeah hey. here we go
2: where'd you go Dude. so Is i she- have a greasy money t-shirt and she said do you want to wear that oh. i said no they don't film it it's uh it's only my <laughs> voice hey uh, wait, i, I could take, take a screenshot deborah deborah no? wilson got it for me
1: Oh, see Agenda got you a shirt that said Greasy money yeah. baby greasy. Oh my word oh, <laughs> I my think it word. says
2: Greasy money Greasy money uh, And you know what there in, is. In, By the way I, uh, Here's a, a note That your listeners Let's see if your listeners are paying attention In that scene we were talking about Where I'm talking to Cal I actually say Greasy money But the interpreter Typed easy money But when you really listened to it, what I really said was greasy money because it's a callback to the other thing.
1: No, I, I, I'm trying to remember if I, if I can recall, I'm sure I do recall him saying that, but then I've played the game three or four times already. So uh, I could remember most of it.
2: Was it that time? or that time. (laughs) Yeah. But but, you know, talking about Cameron, man, he, he always knew where we were in the game. I, you know, I work a little differently. I learn my lines. I come to the set. I know where to stand. I don't bump into the furniture. You know, the old joke. Uh, they don't really have furniture because yeah. like, there's a couch there and you're looking at a, an Apple box. But, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> th- you know, what a process. it it's one of those, isn't it, that Star Wars does have a funny timeline, and I think that kind of can seem pretty daunting to a lot of people, especially with these TV shows coming out. The Mandalorian people are like, what, "So when's this set?" And I know that people that love the show, they adore it. It's one of their favorite shows on TV, and they're still not a hundred percent sure when it's set. But they, it, but the show is written in a way that it doesn't. You don't necessarily need to know that. The diehards know, but you don't necessarily need to know that. And talking of live action star wars um we've been seeing a load of integration of the wider canon into live action star wars so recently we saw uh, a Cassantin the wookie appear in the book of boba fett and now we're seeing the inquisitors turning up in kenobi so they're going to be there wow. in live action do you think our boy the legend, the myth, Grease, Greasy Man, Is he gonna is he gonna show up in Star Wars at any time?
2: Yeah. Please let me do that. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. I never ask for anything, you know, you look up. I never ask for anything and God thinks you ask for thirty things every hour. Talking <laughs> yeah. about but this other than those thirty things every hour, if I would just be grease, trying to this- but, you know, yeah. how would they do it? I was watching uh, Fantastic Beasts last night and Ron Perlman's mm-hmm. in it, and it's obvious that yes. it's Ron Perlman because the character looks like him. But I wonder if he was sitting there doing Ron Perlman and they had him in the suit and then they just took him out and put the, the little elf guy in there. I don't know. Um, but uh, how would they put me in? I want to be in it. I want Grease to be in it. Sure.
0: Let's do it. They, they can, can do, do all sorts. They can they do, do anything They can do now. all sorts. Yeah. The mocap a lot, or even if they got like a puppet in, and you were just doing the voice acting or something, they could do it. No, nah, you could can't do have it. a puppet
2: do me. Just the same way, <laughs> I hate to tell you guys, you couldn't have a uh, uh, CGI do the puppet. Come on, Yoda, Yoda, you don't understand. Yoda was real when we were kids. You were like, <laughs> that's real. <laughs>
1: You could reach out and almost touch him. And
2: then when he was all, like, dancing around with his lightsaber, <laughs> going He'll out the know
0: we, Listen, listen, we know what you mean. We know what you mean. We are the prequel generation, but we know what you mean. I mean, you watch The Empire Strikes Back now. You watch that Yoda scene with Luke, and I think a lot of it, you've got to give credit where credit's due to right. Irving Kirshner. Irving Kirshner right? and Frank Oz for the performance. Uh, of course. Absolutely. And Mark Hamill. Yep. Ab- ab- and Mark Hamill as well. It looks real, man it looks real and i always say this to i always say this to people you watch even stuff from the prequels all sorts of modern effects and and it's so over the top cgi that you're like oh you instantly realize no this is so ott it's it's not real yoda there are moments that film is from 1980 it was filmed before then and it looks better it looks better and timeless compared to stuff we see today and oh man i you know, I don't know you if you know, can tell, uh, Daniel, we're, we're, we're big Star Wars fans. I gotta, <laughs> we I love it. You,
2: I want to tell you about a guy named Joe Viscosal. Nerds. Mm-hmm. Nerds. Do you know who Joe Viscosal is? <laughs> the name rings a bell. No. Joe Viscosal blew up the Death Star. He was the pyro guy who blew up the Death Star in New Hope. Or and as we see, like it, oh, Star Wars. Style.
0: The OG. So Joe
2: Viscosal has been working in, in show business for a very long time. He's a very smart guy. And I would meet these guys through a fellow named Bob Burns. Uh, was a great connector of people. That's how I met Dennis Murin. Uh, that's how uh, I may have met Dave Allen through him. I think Dave Allen and uh, and um, Joe Viscoso. And who was, who was um, in this moment, the guy who animated the Tontons and the, the chessboard? Why can't I think of his name?
1: Oh, um, <laughs> uh, we all know it. I see enough, f- I actually, I actually heard the name genuinely heard it the other day. And I thought i recognize it. I know Roger Jim Christian did this Forth, set,
2: Jim I can't remember. All right. So let's say every, look, you'll put this up. Someone's going to write in. We're going to feel like idiots, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but he's, I mean, he's, uh, he works on all the new star Wars. He's still the effects supervisor. Ah, uh, anyway. uh, Phil Tippett, Phil Tippett. Phil so, Tippett.
0: Yeah. That's it. That's right. Thank it. you.
2: So we, we, uh, we get, you know, I got to meet and know these guys. Anyway, the said something very important, which is, and I, I give him complete credit because he blew up the Death Star. So he knows something about <laughs> you making something guy. fake look real. So the when we were talking about CGI, he said, Dan, I think he said there's like a, um, uh, an, an Asian or maybe a Taoist or some theory that things, 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 you know, tangible, tangible things have Mm. a potential of soul. They said, Mm. when you look at a guy in a Godzilla suit, maybe you see, maybe as humans, we see the soul, but that's why the guy with the hand in the puppet Seems real, but the yeah. other thing is not real because I'm going to because you see through it, you see, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not,
0: you know, you know it's that not really it's a there.
2: shadow, it's a sure, it's sure. nothing. So, Viscoso really thought that that's one of the reasons that uh, you said OTT over the top, interesting, I hadn't heard of that, but one of the reasons things don't because they're just too much. Like,
0: yeah, unreal. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's too much.
2: We're, and we're, when they put a camera someplace, as a filmmaker, my argument would be only put the camera where a camera could physically be put. Because think yeah. go back to like um, Pearl Harbor, where the bombs essentially had a camera on them that could see the what they were, which didn't really exist, and you yeah. couldn't mm-hmm. really put a camera there. So once you're, like, hanging cameras in space, and I don't mean Star Wars space, I mean in a volume Israel that's space. a legitimate space where you wouldn't hang a camera, just doesn't seem real anymore. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Yoda seemed to us 100% real. Let me tell you something. One last thing, and I hope I'm not boring you. You know, I as an actor, there was a month where I did a show called uh, – CSI, where I turned out to be the guy who killed the people, killed the person. At you were the New- guest star. And then in the it right, so I did CSI, and then three weeks later, I did CSI New York, where I played the the father figure of a young man who was killed. I had to be devastated by that, so I had to play the killer. You didn't know was a killer, but I was a killer. Then I had to yep. play the devastated father, and right in the middle, I did a show called Crash and Bernstein. Where on the Disney Channel, I did legit scenes with a puppet, a Muppet puppet, right? And the Muppet puppet, like Yoda, by the time you really commit to it, you're like, you're doing scenes with the puppet. You don't know. You're not even looking below you to know there's two, two, sometimes three people moving the puppet. You're like looking at the puppy. You're like, you can't have this. This is mine. And <laughs> so this crazy <laughs> thing happens where you start believing
1: the puppets talking. <laughs> That's the magic of it, though, surely. That's the magic of it. If you can't believe what you're acting against, then you're on a hiding already. Um, I'm watching you. It's funny because like, I'm watching you I'm thinking, and that's it. I'm feeling the Grease energy coming yeah, me through. Too. Me, me too. too. Me too. Me um, too, man. You've mentioned, obviously, the inspiration and what you brought to the character. But now, for now, Fallen Order's done. It's out. The character lives. Uh, and, it's got, and Grease has got a lot of fans, me included. How proud are you? of what you've done, what you've brought to the story and of your own piece of star Wars. Now you are a star Wars. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Well, I'm very
2: proud of it. I'm, uh, uh, you know, you don't want to take yourself too seriously. I try not to, but I think there is some really, you know, I, this is what I'm talking about. Like you're talking to me. So I could say, I say God is good. You know, like, for me, I try to live a life that earns those kinds of gifts. Uh, mm. I try, you know, I'm a failed person, just like all of us are a little failed comparative. But I try to earn these things. So I'm. It, it's not lost on me, and I don't take it lightly. And I do have one friend when the show came out, the game came out, who kind of an actor friend who – Insinuated that people were talking about it too much, and uh, kind of like he took a shot at me, like, Okay, okay, it's Star Wars, not everybody loves Star Wars. And I remember four other people at the table saying, Everybody loves Star Wars, you're wrong.
0: Yeah, come on, yeah,
2: Yeah. he was just get out of it, get out of it. We would never.
0: Biggest film in US box office history: Star Wars: Force Awakens. Biggest film in UK box office: Yeah, Star Wars: Force Awakens. Australia, oh, basically anywhere you speak English, Star Wars is a big deal. Come yeah. on, shut up! If and even where they that, don't speak English. English,
2: they're like yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. By the way, one of the weird things is like how they dub. You know, in you know, we're dubbed, right? But but when they mm. overdub Grease, like, it's kind of a bummer because it's, it, you know, they couldn't do it without my body. But it's like, that's not my voice at all. You that's,
0: know? that's not the real Greasy that's money, baby. Really- we, we, we have a few friends um, and a few listeners of the show who are based in all, all, all around the world. And we, we love and adore our global community. And I think they bring a lot of interesting perspectives, I think to the table, oh, and, 100%. Uh, uh,
2: you know, and, some of, some of them come from countries where they didn't let them play star Wars. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> exa- yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, um, one of our f- listeners in Germany, he goes and sees the film, like the first time in English, uh, because that's the way it was made. That's the way it was intended. And he wants to get that the emotion in first, and then he goes and sees it the second time in German just to oh, pick up on the extra yeah, details and great. stuff. And that that's so interesting, isn't it? And I th- we're so spoiled, aren't we? We're so... We are so privileged that so much comes out in English, uh, sp- and 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 that's not always a good thing. Because I f- I feel like embarrassed when I don't speak a second language. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I try. Mean, I don't. I, don't I think, try my hardest. But. I don't
2: think we have to uh, apologize. Look, we, you know, everybody, everybody in the world did the best they could, and and you know, you know, the the English language became the language that connected yeah. people. For whatever reason, it could have been the French language. It wasn't because of, you know, uh, you might be argued that it was uh, English colonialism or American expansionism. But English is just the language that helps us, helps the world connect. That's not a bad thing. Um, I, you know, it's some words don't translate well into other things. So watching Mm -hmm. a German created show might be hard uh, to watch. It's funny to me. When they, when they dub me, because I actually have, you listen, I do not have a low voice, even though I'm a big guy. I have a higher voice. But when they dub me, if I watch The the Fugitive in Spanish, the guy's like, hey. you
1: know, he's, the,
2: he's like, <laughs> you know, like whatever language they dub me French or the guy always talks like this. But, deep in, voice. In <laughs> but uh uh in in reality i have a high voice but they look at my body and they go well we'll get that really? guy.
0: they say that about japanese don't they as well like um especially with like, a lot of animes they say "Watch." like, the subtitled versions because you get a lot of emotion through the original Japanese voice acting. And when it's dubbed, you lose a bit of the nuance, you lose a bit of the magic. And I even did, uh, last year, we had Star Wars Visions, which was Japanese um, Star Wars stories. And, uh, yeah, I watched them in the Japanese. I I watched the subtitles version uh, first. And, man, yeah, there is a massive difference. Mm -hmm. And I do think... The way it was originally created, it, there's something magical about it. Well, and is there something magical? Yeah, about and I it. think
2: that because I, you know, being an artistic person, gentlemen, I think that you know, there's a different guy directing the German actor and a different guy directing the yeah. Russian actor and a different guy, and I yeah. feel like they don't have Tom Keegan's overall sense of. Like why we Contexting. chose the takes we chose and why we did it the way we did it. And they might think I can do better and they might direct their actors. And I don't know. I It'd be interesting for me to listen to think, did that guy inflect where I inflected? Did he capture, did he cap, excuse me, capture what I captured?
0: Um, mm. Mm.
2: You know, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, look, I mean, these are, what are, What do you call these Are rich people's problems, you know? Like, yeah, oh, I get to be a Scottish yeah, character and someone else gets oh. to do it. By the way, as you're saying that I look like Grease, uh, I'm going to at some point have to call Tammy in here because, Luke, you look so much like my son, Buster. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, thought, <laughs> I you looked like a okay. this. You're like English Buster. I mean, look at your oh, forehead mate. and my forehead. Look at the shape <laughs> of the, shape <laughs> of the shape
1: yeah. of face. We're getting revelations on this week's yeah. show, guys. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah there we go. What's
2: your mother's name? Um, no, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> a
1: joke.
2: I'm looking for a picture of Buster. Uh, and you I've, always thought,
1: I've always thought Luke looked like Cal Kestis, an English Cal Kestis. But Cal now the, now we've been uh, given a new revelation. Well, whilst you're doing that, I'll say something in English and I'll say something real. C- Jedi Fallen Order sequel, Grease Dritus versus Darth Vader. I want to see it. I like that. I could run around his legs and kick him kick him in yeah. the
2: shins. <laughs> with, your, yeah.
1: with your steak flipper. And yes,
2: I'm okay. I'm trying to find, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at you. I want you,
0: I want you as well. After we've recorded this, you got it. You got to show me this. Wow. I I see it. Okay. I see it. I (laughs) I, I know. It It looks like, it looks like we could be, um, oh, wow. It looks like we, yeah, it looks like we could be related for sure. Uh,
2: You got any, you got any British family? uh, I don't look look at, look at this.
1: That's
0: that's <laughs> actually who, a little bit. Funny, man. See, I'm <laughs> looking
1: at an American spitting image of Luke bligh and you this need is to Send us, dang my you head,
0: just send us this, mate. I will you I need to send you. us this, and we'll ask and we'll show our followers. We'll yeah, put it on you, social media, <laughs> Luke. How old are you? I'm uh 27.
2: Gosh, and he's 20, 25, four, almost 25. That's funny. Mm anyway uh, listeners i apologize it was just you know a dad's pride I'm, all of a sudden i'm like oh this kid he's doing really good this kid i'm like acting like he's my kid you're doing you're, hey thanks you're doing good too but uh
0: yeah, star wars star wars dad,
2: star yeah, wars, dad. Yeah, yeah. that's fun
0: so crazy um, daniel daniel uh before you go we want to know. Oh, wait, am I leaving?
2: F- Do you know, favorite. F- yeah,
0: that's it. <laughs> you brought you brought the family stuff up, and I thought, no, nah, that's it. Let's long this off. No, <laughs> favorite favorite Star Wars film. Oh, what's uh, what's yours? Yeah, what's yours? Um, uh, may I
2: may I choose t- may I choose two categories? Favorite Star Wars. Go War for it. Go for, niche, it. go for famous it. Famous first Star Wars film: Empire Strikes Back. Uh, favorite recent Star Wars film: Rogue One. God oh, oh, yes.
1: This guy uh, gets it. Dude, gets it. I, did,
2: I mean, well, let me tell you why Rogue One is perfect. Because Rogue One, just like when you go to Star Wars land, Rogue One had to fit into the context geographically mm, uh, mm, and mm. architecturally of the first movies, and yep. especially
1: the first movie, right? Cause aren't they blowing up the planet and whatever. It's literally set about an hour before the events of star Wars slash a new hope. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time it ends. Yeah. Yeah. By the time it ends, I think it's a great movie. I thought it was great, beautifully
2: acted, but can we talk about, may, may I speak on your podcast about one thing that bugs me about new star Wars? Yes. The old star Wars, uh, they were afraid David Prowse would fall down the stairs because he couldn't see anything through yeah. the mask. So they put handrails and banisters on the stairs where there would be handrails and banisters so those actors would have a sense of the reality of walking around. <laughs> we get into the, the the new movies, and there's a quarter-mile walkway in the middle of uh, – that's 8,000 feet in the air – Star killer basically. Where where, we're Solo and his son meet up and there's no guardrail. Now I want you to think about Health and
1: Safety, Daniel.
2: If the Empire are supposed to be the Nazis, here's what nothing one thing nobody can argue with. The Nazis created more government than anyone else. You think they were like they were ready to have that big conversation and there wouldn't be a guy who goes, Oh hold on, hold on a second. you can't be on this walkway. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. illegal. Yeah, you can't have this walkway. It's <laughs> four mile wide. If I was walking with a, a bucket and you were walking, one of us would fall off. This is very dangerous. Well, you knew Han Solo was going to fall off that, that thing. because yeah, they it did it. That's why they did right?
0: it. That's so, why they did it.
2: That's right. They, no, I'm I joking. Think, I'm joking. I think Rogue One is great because it had to look exactly like star wars so yeah. they 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 got away from their their new design elements of open like like it you know they made it look like the google campus you know you know what i mean instead of what it really would have been like it's a spaceship that you might have to carry hold on to something uh, hold on hey tammy robuck are you there could you come here uh, money. We're gonna, we're gonna do, we're gonna, or r- listeners, we're, I'm just gonna have my wife come in and look at Luke, honey. I'll take okay, yeah. your face. Right. Now, look, most honey, people do yeah.
0: this. Hi, oh. yeah, hello. <laughs> Hi, you're right, Tammy. You good?
1: Yeah.
0: Dude,
2: we got to see these pictures. That's funny. <laughs> I keep looking at them. It's crazy. So, uh yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> we've we've taught like this. Ho- hopefully, this didn't take a big a uh, big turn for your listeners. Hopefully they're still in. in oh, in, they're, in the
1: they're going to enjoy this. Anything where we can uh, relate to Luke looking like someone else, they're going to, they're going to enjoy this. Band but Band no, you, you one
2: after Star Wars? Was I one? Oh, sorry. There's, I don't know if you know it, but there's a character in Star Wars named Luke. Were you named
0: uh, after yeah. Luke Skywalker? No, I've, I've heard, I've heard of that. No, uh, believe it or not, neither of my parents really liked Star Wars. Um, it was my brother and I, we grew up just with it. My dad was into like cars and fixing yeah. stuff and whatnot, my mum, uh, shit, but my mum was the one who was more into fantasy. She loved stories, she loved reading, and I think that's where my brother and I get it from. But oh, no, right. I am not. I actually fun fact. Here's a fun fact for my listeners. I'm not even sure if I've shared this. I've maybe with my boy before. When I was born, so in the UK it's probably the same in the US, but you get like a wristband of your name right. on it. Yeah, okay. I was actually called um Alistair Bly, like Al Bly. And my mum, I like I think it was like a few days into my my um life right she was like she basically had a breakdown and was like, He doesn't look like an Alistair and my dad was like, Oh no, right, okay, what what will we name him? And they came, they they went, Well, we'll name him Luke. And That was it. That so my baby wristband <laughs> actually says Alistair, a little baby owl. Well, your so, space dad you looks like someone else as well. There we go, mate. So maybe, ball, maybe I am. And here's a
2: weird turnaround on that uh, although my son is not named after anyone in Star Wars, he is sort of named after Buster Keaton and Buster Crab. And Buster nice. Crab played Flash Gordon, which was clearly, uh, the inspiration
0: a
1: great influence. To George Lucas for Star Wars, so poetry, tree, baby. It all rhymes well. Rogue One's actually my favorite Star Wars film. But before we let you go, though, Daniel, you've mentioned you're you are an actor, but you're also a man of many talents. You're a director as well, producer, writer. Getting Grace is out there. I know that is the film that you've directed. I have been. I'm in the UK, so unfortunately, I've only been able to see the trailer. Um, oh, and I said be to you, uh,
2: our international distributor should have gotten it to you. I'm gonna check oh, on that
1: please do because I said to Luke off air, before he came on I said I watched a trailer I almost cried at the trailer no. so um, but I know that it's getting re-released to theaters I've seen you um, promoting just for our listeners in worldwide it's so can you just you know explain getting grace well, and getting you know grace what it means to where they can see yeah it. it's a movie about a teenage
2: girl who's dying who goes into a funeral home to find out what's gonna happen after she dies but she ends up teaching the funeral director how to celebrate life so it's a mm. life-affirming comedy Set in the world of death and dying, what what has happened since Getting Grace initially came out is we were hit by a thing called COVID, and so yeah. all of a sudden, so many more people have had to deal with the the intimate loss of a loved one. Um, and like we took the the movie reopened this past weekend, and I went to one of the theaters, you know, to say does anybody want to do a Q and A? People were gobsmacked; they couldn't talk, couldn't talk, because the movie is a is about that process of how, how do, not just how do you celebrate every day? Like it's your first, but how do you let go of someone who does that? Um, and I, I would invite, uh, all of your listeners to go to a channel of peace dot org. If they want to know about the other movies we're making, we made one called lucky Louie that I directed with my daughter and co-wrote with her. And then nice. uh, we're finishing up one now called the Hail Mary, which is about a, A guy who needed redemption and a nun to lead into it by condoming it into creating a football team for her all boys Catholic school. (laughs) The Hail Mary. And then, of course, the Munsters will come out uh, later this year. And you know, if you like the Munsters,
1: I'm Grandpa Munster. (laughs) I remember the Munsters when I was a kid. Uh, it was black and white back. Uh, uh, yeah. is, just to, is this is Rob Zombie's version? Is that going to be black and white, or is it full color? Uh, he, he
2: hasn't said yet, but it is PG. It is PG,
1: so it's going to yes. be a family he film. Like him, yes. So I am looking forward to seeing you in that. So, getting Grace, Hail Mary, the Hail Mary, the Munsters. Daniel has got an awful lot on his plate, but Lukey boy, I want to hear those sweet tones of Grease drivers, and I want to see him back on the, the the screen on our PlayStation or Xbox yeah. again as Grease yeah. drivers absolutely
2: you. you guys are great thank you so much it's a blessing to be here and to all your listeners
0: thank you for keeping star wars alive thank you so much daniel robot may the force be with you no no star trek signs take no take that back <laughs> this is guy henry known for playing grand moff tarkin in rogue one and you're listening to star wars sessions probably britain's greatest star wars podcast
1: oh mate i think we've just made it rain with that greasy money baby what an
0: absolute (laughs) joy it was to have danny roebuck on the show eh yeah he loved it we loved it hopefully The listener, though, let's be honest, you all loved it as well. (laughs) The greasy money's coming in, mate, and I'm investing. I'm investing them into a secure ISA. I'm (laughs) going to be earning more greasy money because he's going to be in the fallen order sequel come on he's gonna gonna be there but no
1: danny boy that was fabulous thank you daniel roebuck for uh coming on the show go check out all the works that daniel has coming up hopefully including that fallen order sequel but um every time we get something as spicy as that going on it makes me feel a bit parched it makes me feel like i need a drink and thankfully the essex falcon is parked up outside of the greatest dusty drinking hole in the galaxy the Bantina. all that remains luke Shall we? I do it can I offer you a
2: libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. A libation.
1: Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Z, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another part Sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? <laughs> oh, oh he needed all four arms for that one look at that one yes each week if you not know about all this if you not know if you don't know we sit down with the greatest listeners in the galaxy we have a couple of kef beers it sounds like we've already had some we have a couple of kef beers and we get your thoughts on our main discussion this week of course we had daniel Roebuck, Grease Drivers himself on so we wanted to know what your favorite non-human character was in the galaxy far far away
0: yeah, and we got some crazy, groovy answers. And to kick us off, the Mankalorian, Mankalorian, Cuddy Bricks, and Jin Erso all said Yoda. Key, 77, one-sixth dave And Essex Scott chose Ahsoka. Mm. Uh, Skal Scalici chose Cad Bane. Ben Foldy chose Hondo Onaka. Great choice. Mech Bidness chose Babu Frick jake swinburne youngling murderer Slayer. and fly on the wall punch cars went for chewy and jason moynia chose uh, a choice was admiral akbar man i can't yeah. hear uh, i can't hear admiral akbar without thinking of uh, admiral jack bar to be honest you know like yeah,
1: our, our boy jack bar know. of course <laughs> that's it like no, that's jake swinburne of... is now the youngling killer
0: and exactly jack
1: bar is now yeah it's a wrap we've got to come we've got to think of something around that to shout every time we say his name but i leave that to you um yeah we yeah. also heard from trina lee and the uh, the man with the best beard in the galaxy pete fletcher from around the galaxy podcast they both went for thrawn daniel savage and the max rebo experience said rio durant aside from max rebo for the latter ot next chose kit fisto zuvium hmm. went for constable zuvio the Belgian Bond, Dimpsky and Shane Daly. Lukey Boy, get ready for the impression. They chose Watto. Uh, Nubian, uh, only money. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who heard me last week knows I'd never be able to pull it off. Um, Matthew Chitty. Oh, this is a good one. Went for Shriv Sergav from Battlefront 2 and Resistance Reborn. And unsurprisingly, the big stack, the Welsh Mountain. Bespin Bulletin said Ochi of bestoon <laughs> just anyone who heard yes. our talk with him a few months about i say a few months ago it was about a year and a half ago we got him on yeah. to talk actually because luke needed to hear
0: the the bestoon story i needed to hear the whole arc <laughs> of the journey Ochi story because it's it's a crazy one if you haven't listened to it go listen to it after this show honestly it's 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 a funny one it's, it's a good a one, one. look
1: who's who's your favorite non-human character then i would actually ask you
0: oh dude don't do this to me it changes it changes on a daily Do <laughs> you know who i'm really enjoying at the moment you know who it's my uh... boy my boy ponda baba of course yeah throw them the baba. throw those pbs mate p and then flip that to a b you do that I'll in the street you know you're part of the ponda baba mandem and you're part of the cantina crew yeah people just like nod their head all right Ponder, Baba. They're like, yes, come in, mate. Come into the pub. They just look at you and go, Rrr! and then they come into the gang. Rrr! And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, yes, from a certain point of view. I don't like you either. And then mm. that's it. It goes from there. Um, I don't know, mate. Greasy money. I've quite, I love Grease anyway. I think Grease is great. Yeah, Grease, um, Grease is up there. Grease, man. Grease is definitely, no, definitely, generally. Um, Daniel's not on the call anymore, so I can say that without sounding like blowing
0: smoke. Yeah, I love Grease as a well, character. I tell you what though as a race as a race oh yeah Rodian <laughs> Rodian Rodian yeah. you want me to catch your bonds?
1: <laughs> <laughs> earlier on he's like do you know who I am I am Boba Fett and he's got a rat catcher by the neck he's like, the rat catcher do not care who you are he do not know who you are he's <laughs> a old. little droid
0: he's yeah, a do you know who I soldier. am no who
1: asked that to a yeah. droid imagine a droid's like no <laughs> you look old and scarred who are you so that's what he did say. Yeah, mm. he did. We just couldn't understand. That's why he turned himself off. But uh, greasy money, baby. I uh, also Shriv's a good show. Actually, I really like Shriv uh, from Battlefront too. I like his sort of like dry sarcasm. I think he's. I think he's really cool. So um, he's a Duros. So yeah, everyone for sending in your. Comments, thank you very much. We got loads and loads on our social channels. Um, some you would expect, some you wouldn't expect. Go check them out. We'll give those links out towards the end. If we didn't feature you on this week's edition of The Bantina, please don't ever be disheartened. We'll do everything we can to get you on an upcoming edition of The Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be. So
0: good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Fry up those PBs, lads. <laughs> up those PBs for the pond of bubble. PQ PQ's
1: Patreon question I can't do it. Yeah, PQ.
0: I'm, I'm trying <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm glad, those, I'm
1: glad this isn't going out live because man
0: those pqs you bunch of sick heads because it's about to get so good so good <laughs> yeah. oh, execution whoa
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh there we go yes
0: uh, drink up right patreon questions guys it's getting serious uh it's the spiciest part of the bit about bantina to kick us off this week is our boy the welsh king it's luke summerfield let's hear it hey you spicy legends my patreon question is why are all love
1: stories in Star Wars doomed to fail? I don't mean L3 and Lando. I don't mean Darth Maul and his legs. that exactly. I never skipped leg day. I mean like Han, Leia, Anakin, Padme, Hera and Kanan,
0: Ray and Ben, to name but a few. They all seem to end at Padme. Why do you think this is? And remember, somehow, Palpatine would the two. What? What? <laughs> That's what I got from that question, Lucky Boy. <laughs> yeah, moving on, next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Um, Matty Boy, over to you. Why do you think love is doomed to fail? Oh, in it's, Star Wars. It's, is it's it? The, it's the area. the story of the tragedy,
1: mate. It's it's an older trope, but it checks out. It's it's an it's a cliche, isn't it? That some. I mean, you also see it in. Uh, in Star Wars is especially guilty, where they just kill the mother figure to give the hero something to cling on to. You know, a kind of trope where it's like, let's just let's move on, Let, let's find something else to cling on to. And love is the same. I mean, what is more powerful? And this is me getting all mushy, but it's true. What is more powerful than love? What is a more you know what is a more connective bond than 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 love? You know, if 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 you've got it, if you've got it, if you feel it, you know it. You don't ever want to lose that. And the idea that's gone is. You know, is <laughs> me and donuts i love a donut i don't i like, when, the, when the box is finished i hate it you know what i mean i feel like going and murdering some actually no i'm going to stop there <laughs> i'm going to say go full vader but um because because, because of how, it's because of how it makes people Oof. feel it's you know love is the most love, love conquers all it's the most powerful thing in the world uh, and of course yeah, it it's does. it's just part of it's just a, it's just a film cliche is it destined to fail I think going forward, I think they are going to keep using that. Remember, remember how excited we all got when Frog Lady and Frog Man stayed together, survived, and their little froglins hatched. You know that, that's almost unheard of in Star Wars. I joke, but at the same time, I'm also being really serious as well. That that doesn't often occur, and it's nice to see it happen a little bit more often. And I wish, and I wish it would, because there is a place for love and relationships in Star Wars. To just you know, survive and just go on as normal. But it's it's the tragedy of the story, mate. It's it's the power of love, and you know what that can do to someone for better or worse. It's it's a cliche, but when done well, though, yeah, it's it's good. But what about you, mate? Can can love survive? Is it always doomed to fail in the galaxy? Oh, yeah.
0: It's an interesting question. I think from a relationships point of view, it's maybe a bit more complex um, mm-hmm. because when we're looking at just the Skywalker saga, there's a lot of weight on the Skywalker family, including like the solos and whatnot, and so that's already a really difficult place to build a relationship and a marriage on. Really, so I mean that's a different conversation. But love doesn't do isn't doomed to fail in Star Wars. Love is the core theme of star wars love show. is the reason the jedi returned love is the reason ray was brought Ooh. back from the dead love yep. is the reason for everything for grogu for his relationship with mando it is all centered around love yeah and you've, you've nailed like it there my friend said, you know lo- yeah yeah and true love never fails and at the end of the day that's the story of good versus bad is the the good will win if love's at the core of what what what's what's happening and uh yeah so from that perspective no it's not doomed to fail
1: you've nailed it there because yeah again i I was looking at it simply from a from a you know two people coming together you know in love whereas you know people have love for their planet in terms of star wars for the for the cause grogu and mandu yeah. Mm. Mando, Grogu, and Mando. Yeah, Mando, Grogu, and Mando. That they- their love for each other. Um, you know, that you know, love comes in many different forms. I love Luke. He's my man. Yeah, so, that's it. yeah. Love, from that sense, love of donuts. it's not a yeah, love of donuts. Exactly, it's not doomed to fail with that. Sense. But I think, yeah, if if it, the, the, obviously the examples used, <laughs> the examples used, obviously Kylo Ray and all that. They, you know, they feel more like relationships. I think that we are going to see that continue for a. A bit. I think we may see a few more survive, but I do think that's going to—that's a trope that's sadly here to stay across cinema or storytelling, not just Star Wars.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What? So. Sorry, Darth. What? 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 Uh,
1: imagine, if, imagine if you'd hit uh, Danny Boy with that, just out of nowhere. What?
0: what, what? No, I didn't hear anything he'd have been like, he'd have been like, to do with us. He would be like, what? Sorry? I'd be like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Him in, dark, that's a soundboard natural greaser have f- faced off but um, Luke Summerfield thank you mate this is an interesting one I'd love to hear uh, you guys thoughts on this one why why is love doomed to fail in Star Wars or, or indeed is it so that's a really interesting one to ponder so Ponder Baba so let us know more about oh. that guys moving on Paul <laughs> Buckle he said as I was unfortunately unable to due to family stuff and Covid to ask this question for the 150th episode Congrats on that, by the way. Thank you, sir. I'm going to ask for an update on the biggest question that you two asked your guests on the first few shows. What's your, <laughs> what's your favourite sandwich? I, <laughs> I really had to rack my brains. Like, Who did we... We must have asked somebody. We must have asked people this, but I'm trying to think. Who did we ask? Unless we asked each other, but uh, are, are people's favourite sandwiches? Uh, Lukey Boy.
0: <laughs> I don't remember that, mate. I don't... I mean, I'm mean, i one of those people, yeah. In trust, like though. I'm one of those people, yeah, that like my friends say, Luke, do you remember when you did this? Do you remember you said that? And it's like, it's something daft. And I'm like, no, I don't remember that. And, but uh, they clearly. I, I don't have a memory for that kind of thing. Um, I vaguely remember something like this. I, I, I just didn't remember being a sandwich,
1: but I remember I something it, like this.
0: I do not put it past us, yeah? Food and... A drink is kind of mm. like a core theme here at Star Wars <laughs> sessions. Do you know what I mean? How um, how the sessions too. have evolved? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What
1: What about favourite? you then, mate?
0: What do you think of a sandwich? Uh, it's a hard one. Uh, I, it, it depends what we're talking about. Like, are we talking about like American like sub sandwich? Um, well, or I mean, I'd think it'd be more you than, about like old fashioned the Lord fashion. yeah, Sandwich. Right. Even then, man. Like, what do you choose? Depends
1: on your I'm, state of mind.
0: It really depends. I'm not the biggest sandwich guy, right? Does bacon sandwich count? Yeah, boy. It, yeah. I think it might be a bacon, a, a cheeky bacon, sarnie, tomato ketchup, maybe some brown ketchup, a brown sauce. If I'm feeling really filthy, you know. Always I, I, that I like, I like, I like a tuna. I like a tuna. Hmm. This reminds me, you know that episode in Gavin and Stacey where they're like, "I love the tuna." <laughs>
1: have <laughs> well, you seen that you're telling me I haven't no but I'm just trying to what? work out what that accent
0: was you, If you not seen yeah there we go that's a whole different I, I've mystery. seen bits and blobs of, of G and S oh mate that is class alright go on mate what's your favourite
1: sarnie uh mine you've taken part of mine I mean depending on where you're at I mean a bacon you can't go wrong with a bacon sandwich you cannot go wrong with a bacon sandwich no Unless um, you're
0: vegetarian or vegan. Uh, then but then there course, are
1: alternatives. Then you can have there are bacon meatless alternatives. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, for me, then you can't go wrong with that. Um, yeah, again, smoked, unsmoked, I don't care, just give it to me. Um, <laughs> red sauce, ketchup, I'm all for that. I like a prawn sandwich, Ooh. though. A decent prawn oh. sandwich. Though. I really do like a decent. Because it's funny, because you said tuna, I've
0: gone prawn. I really Dude. do. have had
1: a really decent prawn sandwich, man. Big fat ha- one. Have, have you
0: had, yeah, Marks and Spencer's? Best ever prawn sandwich, and yes. it's called. It's called. They only put it on like a few of their products. It's called the best ever. Our best yep. ever. Like they do a lasagna, you can shove in the oven, and it's absolute fire. The it's prawn not just sandwich. Any sandwich. It's, it's an M&S sandwich. Yeah, it's not That's just only sab- our UK listeners will get that. If you. It, Anyone who's not in the UK because they do have M&S, I think, in France and like one or two yeah, other places, do, yeah. in Ireland and whatnot. But if you're coming to the UK, yeah, head to M&S, get yourself a prawn sandwich, you won't regret it. So honestly, next. they are the best ever. Yeah, I mean,
1: there. <laughs> I mean, look, there's uh, most <laughs> things. If you stick anything in a bit of bread, mate, uh, with a bit with a bit of a uh, dressing or whatever, I'm I'm there for it. It's you know doesn't have to be meat, doesn't have to be anything, but
0: uh, I'm here for it. Right, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> cheers, Paul. <laughs> our, our boy, Ricardo, Ricardo, Ricardo Brito, all the way from the South Coast, asked this, uh, opinions on the Attacktix toys. Matty boy, you want to take this one, big boy? Um, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm really
1: oh, sorry, sorry to say that, I don't really have an opinion on the Attacktix ta- <laughs> toys from a from an actual... Personal standby because I'd never played with them. However, I have looked into them and I have researched them. And one thing I have seen is that people really, really like these tactics toys. Um, they've, they 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 uh, they're in demand. But people who have them, I'm looking at some now uh, that really, really, really dig them. And uh, I'm looking at the last one standing wins, and you've got uh, Obi Annie, uh, a clone trooper, uh, Ch- a Wookiee mm. there. But I've seen that like, the list of characters is is unbelievable and it's not just prequel you're going back to ot as well eh? the intergalactic showdown and things like that and it's um h- how how does it work it's is it is it a
0: kind of a turn-based game or? You I, think so. it's like a top, I think so i think it is kind of yeah place. i it looks cool have you played it so no i haven't played it and that kind no. of goes into my answer um i've not played it i remember Mm. seeing the adverts for this in like 2005 i think like around revenge of the sith coming out yeah that's the packaging looks like that yeah i'll be honest i thought they looked i thought they looked cool but i preferred and i I much preferred just the, the standard three and three quarter action figure line and I loved like nice. playing with my own like toys, doing my own stories. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. a tactics is like got a, a base and everything out not there. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They've got base. It's a it's basically a strategy game, like a light strategy game. Yeah. Okay. Um. And I looked at so so. I'll be honest. I haven't thought of thought of them in years, years beyond a decade. Yep. And seeing that seeing old Rick just come and and what, are you, what 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 face? He are really just loves it, not he? Rick, yeah, Ricky Boy loves it. It was good um asking this question I was like Oh my word, that is a blast from the past. And I remember yeah, seeing them in at, Tours of Us and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. and seeing them just on like the kids channels when i was a kid just watching all that mm. rubbish yeah man i it looks to me it looks nostalgic rick if i saw like some uh, tactics star wars stuff because i know they don't just do star wars do like transformers yeah, and yeah, the other right. things if i saw them at like boot sale or like wherever i'd probably pick them up if if they were the right
1: price if the price is right well Rick, ricky mate if, if you play them let us know and anybody out there if anyone's got these uh, tactics toys Uh, What are they like? Do they they live on? Does does the legacy live on? Do you still play it? How collectible are they? Do you have all of them? Let us know. Educate us about these Attack Ticks toys because they do look great and their nostalgia is there. So, Ricardo, mate, thank you very much for that. And our final question comes all the way from down there, down under. It's Dylan. It's Darth Dildo. He says, what sentient species or creature would you like to see as a main character in a future Star Wars film? And do you think we should have more non-human mains? Lucky boy.
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sincerely believe we need. Yeah, I I, I I think there's been a it's been a good mix. I think in a pre-Mandalorian world, you know, hearing that like a kid that was Yoda species was going to be effectively one of the biggest characters in Star Wars ever, I would be like, no, that sounds amazing. They've done that and they know it works. Yeah. Um, I think if anything, now's the time to push more alien characters. I thought we got a lot of cool alien characters in Book of Boba Fair. Do you know what I mean? A good tell, yeah. I thought we got a lot of weird and wonderful droids and creatures and aliens in Book of Boba. And I think that's actually one of the um, show's big strengths. Um in terms of main character, it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because they still need to effectively speak English, and you need to get the most out of the actor. And sometimes, just like bringing real world stuff into it, which I know we don't always like to do on this show, but bringing real world stuff into it, a lot of actors don't always want to be like doled up so much that they're mm-hmm. unrecognizable. You know, that it's it's a hard gig, right? It's, it's an ego as
1: well. Some, sometimes, isn't it? For sure,
0: for sure. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I, I get it. Do you know what I mean? I get it. Mm-hmm. So there's that too. Um, but no, I think there's definitely room for it in terms of what Alien. I mean, again, it's just knowing, mate, that we got the mayor, the mayor in Book of Boba Fett, f- flaming. I saw him in heck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it just looks amazing. And the fact that they figured out, like, the translator putting that in there, it, it just it looks absolutely grand. Yeah. Um, it's a hard one, really. I don't know. Maybe I'd like to see some. Oh, I don't know. Um, what's maybe some Trandoshans? More trend But then again, again we've seen them in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Do you know what? Give me some Gungans. Give me some. Oi, go, oi. go back to the prequels. Don't just don't just stick to the safe bet, which is the original trilogy. Give us some more prequel stuff. And again, I know that the TV shows are doing that. Give me, more, give me more prequel stuff. I, I think it's time we need to see more Gungans. Here we go. You heard it, yeah. First it. I've decided it there and then because I wasn't 100% sure. I was hoping it would just come to me like an epiphany, but that was the epiphany Gungan. And
1: it, and it did. And it came to you um, Gungan yeah. style. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I pretty so, much agree with what you say. I mean, the, the animated shows are obviously very good at pushing um, like a non human cast I members mean, look at rebels for example you've got um zeb as a, a sat. he's right up his lead We he's not he's a supporting character but he's still fairly front and center um i think there should be i think if they really want to try something different one day have a non-human um lead and again like i agree with what you say having them speak basic is a huge help for as a selling point you know look if they really want to go avant-garde let's have the whole thing translated because I love me. It's called international film, films that aren't in English. To me, it's just film, and that's very pretentious. Mm. But, you know, I yep. love watching a subtitle film. I could sit through and watch a subtitle Star Wars film because it wouldn't be a different to me. But I know that there is a legion of people out there who would not like that. It would probably wouldn't, and excuse the pun here, but it wouldn't translate well necessarily internationally. And that is, yep. I don't mean that to be a sweeping statement, but as well, if you had like a, a story in basic you know, that is, you know, like we were saying on the main episode, you know, that's kind of a universal language which, you know, you can be transformed to whatever you want it to be. But I would love them to go full on kind of all avant-garde with that, and uh, if, I don't think they ever will do. But, in ter- but I would like to see a non-human as a, as a lead. I mean, look at someone like Cad Bane, his, you know, the species of Duros. I mean, I'd watch, I'd happily watch a film with Cad Bane, or a Cad Bane-esque character. In the lead, you know what I mean, it's what is just you know, just a it's a real dude in blue makeup and prosthetics. It's a show. Um, he looked That's great. A I mean, he, he imagine imagine that for an hour and forty-four in Star Wars, about nine hours of film to be, but an hour and, and a two-hour <laughs> film with him, or the, whatever they were doing, not necessarily Cad Bane, but a Duros. But I think they could do it, and as long as, long as the character is interesting. You know why not a why not a changeling? I think he is a she, and I think she is a changeling. I like think um, a changeling, a changeling. To go b- back to your drinks, Jedi Besnass. I think um, <laughs> yeah, a changeling because then you could make because then you can change into whatever you want him to change into. But you know they they all you know, there are others because what you said was was actually is that let's not just have a Rodian, let's not just have a Wookiee because a what? Know, we've seen them. A, 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 a what a a, 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 a Rodian. Rodion. you want me? To, you want me to catch your buns? I got that message at work earlier. Oh, I didn't say I got that message at work, earlier and I played it. Foolishly, really. not foolishly, but you know, only just do something instinct. I played it, and it just
0: blared out through my office. Let's do it. Matty Boy and I. Let's let's go into this. Let me load up WhatsApp. Let's that. just go through and the looking glass. I'll open it up as well. Where's your name? Luke we s- we did not have to send each other a lot of tat, don't we? But no, um, no, I no, sent no, Matty boy. boy. I sent Matty Boy this at eleven fifteen. Last night, so <laughs> <No, laughs> quarter past eleven. Rudian, Rudian, <laughs> do you want me to unpack your
1: <laughs> And I sent this back to Lukey Boy. Do you know who I am? I am Boba Fett. At twenty-five to midnight. But this that wasn't even the one. This is the one I heard. It, this was Luke sent. I me went this to episode. bed after that. Oh yeah, he was, was happy one. after that, yeah. I was four like, four minutes That's past it. nine. Uh, in the morning, I'm so, I've just sat down at my desk, made a cup of tea, and inst- you get a message, and it's a voice message. Instinctively, I've just pressed play, and it's a quiet office because, you know, people have just sat down. And suddenly, throughout the entire office, they've all just heard this. Finnick. Finnick. Alive. <laughs> and you know you're like, you're, you're like you just don't know what to do I've, I've got, I'm sure you're trying to stop it I'm trying to turn it down but by then everyone said Fennec Fennec alive alive on my phone and I just had to say I've just opened up a YouTube video but um it was a great shout out. it was a great impression we've got uh, we, we know Luke can do an impression but we now know he could do a Tim Werner Morrison perfectly catch yeah, your buns <laughs> that's my favourite that's it catch that's, that's your buns I was hoping he'd do one there but um yeah uh, Darth Mate I would. I really would like to see them change tra- now And every, every, my last point is every film or computer game cause including Fallen Order they seem to kind of toy with the idea of having a an alien in the lead or a non-human mm, like mm-hmm, Cal, Cal mm-hmm. himself was potentially going to be a non-human but they thought, again pun they thought it was going to alienate people which I think is bonkers especially in a video game But so they've thought about it but they just haven't quite made that leap yet but I think they will do one day I just don't think they're going to go full on subtitles just yet mate no 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 no
0: no no well
1: that was a uh, that was a bumper <laughs> patreon question section this week I'll catch our and breath next week it'll probably be about the same so for those listening we'd love to know your answers to those four questions luke paul ricardo dylan thank you so much for sending those in oh man that was a fantastic patreon question section i am tuckered out now so i am going to say to the barman Sorry about the mess there, Geezer. But we, Luke and I, are going to be back to cut your bonds. This time again next week in the Bantina.
0: <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! Come on.
1: Yes, it's a Star Wars Sessions game each week. He's going to do it. Go on, I'll let you do it. Game. I saw him revving up and I could not not let him have his moment. Um, if you're new to the show, we always end the main episode on a Star Wars themed game. We alternate hosting duties. And this week, my friend, it's my turn to host. Her. Do you want to know what you're playing this week? Of course, of course. We are going back a few weeks ago now where our boy Stuart Howe sent in some backwards music uh some star wars themes that were played backwards and some which were and then and then you remember there was two themes overlaid on top of each other and you had to guess both of them and then some were played backwards i have found the remaining ones and i'm going to play a few of those they're like 15 seconds you've got to try and guess those so are your ears attuned now to try and work out overlaid and backwards themes no good let's let's try it (laughs) Right, I think, and I say that, I think you'll go, I listened to these and thought, right, I think you're going to get these. So the first one I'm going to play, these are two themes played over the top of each other. So I need you to uh, name both themes and I'm going to play them now.
0: All right, that is um, what you're hearing. Across the stars, yep, Cha-ching. and um, the f- Yoda's theme, Force Locking theme.
1: Oh, which one? Which one are we going for?
0: I will, I'll give you a hint. It's
1: one of them. Oh, it's hot. It, uh, uh, um, it's on fire. Across the stars,
0: yes, and it's one of the two. Force
1: you Force theme.
0: Locking it in. No, 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 Yoda's theme.
1: For de- for definite. Yeah, go on. Yes, you're right. It is oh. Yoda's theme. And my heart sank a bit then when he said the Force theme across Come the stars on. and Yoda's theme. So that is the dual tracks. And again, this is from Stuart House. Thank you so much, mate, for taking the time out to do this. Uh, this next one Top, is lad. It's two two tunes, two themes played over each other once again. You ready? I need to know both both names. Here we go. Shorter one that time, geezer.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! There was two. Yeah, there was two Yeah, Right, can I be cheeky and to hear it again?
1: Yep, here we go. Oh, there on no play repeats. Repeats. No, you can have a repeat. You can have a repeat. This is your one. final repeat, though. All go. right, okay. One, Let's one, one replay. Two. Let's, go there. Let's go there. Everyone gets two. Here we go.
0: It's what? In there.
1: It's subtle, but it's in there. Well, it's... Um, flaming. I can hear it,
0: because I know what it's, I'm listening it's for. It's Battle of the Heroes. Yep, ching And um, something a lot more subtle. And I know the instrument. Um, uh, what can I say? Um, except you're
1: welcome. Um <laughs> Battle of the Heroes. I mean, the other song is... It kind of goes hand it's not- in hand. It's n-
0: it goes hand in hand. Oh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. Mm, like cousins. It's not ju- a jewel of the fates. Do you want to look into? I of the don't fates? think. I don't think the fact that you're saying it's relate almost like cousins. I'm going to say jewel of the fates because I'll be honest. I couldn't hear much. I really couldn't. I, I but I think it's there. Go on, go on. What is it?
1: You're correct. It is Jewel of the face. Right at the end you can just hear, doo 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 doo. When you right. listen back you'll hear it right at the end there. Um and then you'll you'll punch yourself not too hard though because I need you next week but um Yeah, I'll get okay. Alex
0: Jessup to do it.
1: Yeah, get Jessup to do it. He loves it. he loves a good dust up. Right, that's the backwards. Yeah. That's right. That's the uh layered tunes. Let's play you a a backwards theme. See if you can get this this is a theme that has been reversed. You ready?
0: Okay. Yeah, it, go. go on. Do it. I know, mate. Yeah, what do you think it is? Grace (laughs) them. english roses
1: say what a beautiful yeah. thing that is generally is a really lovely scene. i knew you, i could see from you your face you had that one you had that one nailed down straight away that oh, what that what a beautiful piece of music it is the the, the, the the first time you hear it that version oh. like, classic is stunning work from jw oh. uh right uh, another <laughs> another backwards tune you ready yeah let's do it here we go Oh, that's tricky. I know the answer, and I think it's tricky.
0: It's not asteroid field, is it?
1: Um, no, but that was one of the ones you answered on in the last game. So, uh, oh. I'll give you another go at that. It's not the asteroid. You want to hear it again? Can I? Yeah, let me do. Let me do a, a
0: replay. Panda replay. <laughs> I think this is sequel trilogy.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, am You've had you two listens, and I can see from your. Yeah, no no, the, no, 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 I, no. I, I can see the the clock t- ticking in your brain. It, to
0: it me, goes. it sounds a bit sequel oh, i I'm gonna give you that. Are yeah. um, oh, you on the right path? Okay. Uh, I I think it's uh Starkiller, the Starkiller base when they like blow up Hosnian Primus something like that. I don't know the name, man. I don't know the name. I don't think. Um, I probably can. Okay. Yeah. um, <sighs> that's, that's it, yeah. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, go on. Put me out of my misery, mate. Go on. So you one. think it's Star Killer related? Something like that, yeah.
1: I can tell you that is Kylo Ren's theme. It's, uh. I can't remember how it goes. Kind of, right at the end, you can oh, kind of hear it. They do right play the that while the laser uh, shoots, don't they? They probably do. But um sorry, I've only half a point. But this yeah. is yeah, this half is, half is pure point, yeah. kind of, Also, speaking of which, if anyone, well, I mean Samuel Kim's got carlo, heroic
0: carlo Ren theme, Ben Solo theme is uh, filth. And while we're at it, Hasbro, where's the Ben Solo action figure? yeah, yeah.
1: we want Ben Solo we want Grease Dritis we want all of it sort yes. it out we will sort not stop until we have those um, right my friend that is it there is there, uh, there is one more do you want to hear one more
0: go on then this is, this is a dual layer
1: this is a dual layered one I want the both tracks this is actually right. the last one ever now ready uh, here we go it,
0: oh, it. that's it go on <laughs> Right, that's confusing because I only heard one. <laughs> oh, Matty boy, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say one last time. I'm gonna say one last time. Roll it again. <laughs> Go on, give us another sample. Okay. Hmm. I think it's the, an obvious one, unless I'm missing something. Is it Yubnub and Victory Celebration?
1: Yes, it is. Yes, my man. It is both Ewoks, trams.
0: Yes. Those Ewoks know how to throw a party, and Luke blind knows
1: how to identify a party tune.
0: <laughs> yes, that's my sp- superpower. So... Mate good yeah. job
1: that is good all job. of it that's all ten tracks that's Stuart Stuart mate thank you so much for that uh, really fun game and Luke actually to be fair I don't remember your score from the last game but I think overall you were in the positives you did very well there mate so you should be really proud of yourself pat on oh pat. mate pat on the back back pat on the pat back. mate back on the pat back on the pat well back on the pat back on the ship we go that's it for this episode, we want to thank uh, Daniel Robach one more time for uh, giving up his time coming mm. on to talk to him. Grease Dritus, with us. Thank you so much, friend. Uh, I want to thank Luke Bly for, just for being Luke Bly. And I want to thank all you guys for listening to episode 154. 154, yeah. The fun doesn't end. The fun never ends. You know that. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Bly Walker?
0: They can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Search us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and we will be there. Uh, Feel free to drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk dot uk and uh don't forget to check out that patreon guys patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you can sign up there for as little as two dollars a month come on you spend more on that on a really really poor burger at like a football <laughs> game do you know what yeah. i mean like you know those yeah. ones where it's like oh yeah fiverr and they've just like got a meat pay from like iceland the frozen yeah iceland from frozen section come on guys yeah. come on Come Get on, on it. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions.
1: We've got plenty of meaty filth on Patreon, if you fancy a burger. Other than that, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Audible, Amazon, anywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you're going to find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, which does now include Spotify. Five stars helps the show grow, introduces new listeners to us, and it's another way for us to to hear from each and every one of you each week.
0: Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your American look-alike. Tell your cousin, the more <laughs> the merrier their castle spicier. Tell Daniel
1: Rollback's whole family that this is the podcast you're looking for. So, until next time, from me,
0: see ya. And from Luke, may the Force be with you always. Luke Luke Ah yeah. Marizi Gunny. Bye bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right in it. That passes? Look I think it does. Bunny, baby. Yeah, that's it. They are Essex based podcast heroes.
1: What do you think the odds are?
2: My money's on you, kid. Tell that to Country Club.